This episode has strong language that's not suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. When I first heard, minded. I was in. Damn, where was I? Seventh grade. That one is other ever seen. Drinking a forty down low east side with my niggas. I have no idea what. Was on my way to a family reunion in a car on the Long Island Expressway in a friend. Roosevelt Projects. I was outside a church when I was really little and I was doing the walk with this girl. I mean, I could have been anywhere. Red alert, blue one, video. It was so long ago. So Merce, what's up, this fancy man? I want you to peek that out. Yo, kids, I was at this party, this hype party when I heard KRS come to mind of Wake the fuck up, nigga. You know them stakes is high. Why are you playing games? You ain't ready for this big boy shit. You need to stay out of grown folks' business. I introduce to you De La Soul's fourth album, Stakes is High. If you haven't listened to Three Feet High and Rising, De La Soul is dead, and Balloon Mind State reviews, you need to go listen to those reviews in that order. If you don't know, now you know, nigga. What you heard to say that acting for the screen So you can can that madness with the beans I bust MCs like lies, surprise them out the box Put away the soda pops, I'd rather rum on the rocks A dime get a chance Aight, 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 that's enough, that's enough I done played a shit ton already <laughs> Man, I love this song, bro Like, this is one of my favorite songs on the album And it is quite <laughs> I, I, I think it's one of the funkiest De La Soul songs ever And you know, there's beautiful songs, there's funky songs. I mean, it's just how Daylight operates, but Super MCs has so many samples. I looked up how many samples Super, Super MCs has. I was surprised because I was like, it's just shit that's hidden in there. That's like, I mean, it's beat breaks. It's like the main sample. You know, you, you, you got <laughs> you got little like the Super and the MC, you know, uh, sample Sue. MC, you know what I'm saying? Like later on in the song, you hear the super, but that's two different songs right there that's being sampled. Like it is still, we're in the late 90s. This album is a little bit more serious, but they still bring the funk. You know, typically what I do with these album reviews is kind of just like I don't lead in with a song or anything, I just talk about it, right? Now, I'm giving you the full effect of this shit, like I always been. So, or like I always been on this entire series, right? We four albums in, you know? <laughs> These niggas are on a different level here. These niggas are on a different plane entirely. This is 1996, <laughs> all right? So, let me let me give you the sum up of everything. Let, let me, you know, I have a summary that easily 
well lays out everything for you because honestly explaining it bit by bit i might forget some shit so let's do it let's do it so so after the unsuccessful performance of balloon mind state de la soul's existence as a group was in serious jeopardy it was the mid 90s and hip-hop was truly becoming a much more commercialized environment right uh some of the contemporaries will be done by their third album <laughs> de la was working on their fourth right so, <laughs> um, Daylight didn't want to be another hip hop casualty in this cycle of uh, the record business. Uh, so, the tonality of this album was much more serious and focused on being a critical or being critical of the commercialization of the art form. You know, a lot of shit they ever seen around them at the time. Um, but this is this is kind of a, a, a theory that Ninth Wonder had, and it was brought up in the video. Um, is actually a video from Justin Hunt, the company man. Um, I, I still think this theory is absolutely awesome. And I thank Ninth Wonder for bringing this shit up because honestly, it is the greatest explanation. And it technically, technically, you can say Ninth Wonder is a historian. He's a history teacher of sorts, right? Um, so I think everything he says is awesome. But um, yeah, this is a great example. So Stakes is High is even used as an example of the genre segmentation that is starting to splinter in hip hop at this time in 1996. Um, and it creates a sonic fork in the road and it's been heavily contrasted with Nas's sophomore album. And at the same time it was written. So Nas went in the more glitzier and shinier direction. Um, this created two factions of hip hop. So you had the mainstream and you had the underground and there was a certain, sound related to a more popular sound which would be like you know the the shiny suit shit for some people or the glitzier shit for some people right and then there would be the underground sound people didn't even understand what that was then it, it they just knew that it, it had a certain energy to it but um yeah it kind of pitted two Honestly, it pitted what was one nucleus of just hip-hop fans into underground and mainstream fans, which honestly hurt the entire existence of what hip-hop was really initially set up as, right? It was just like, hey, we all like all this shit, right? And now you got underground, mainstream. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm one of them niggas that likes everything, right? I like me some, I like me some, I like some of that diddy shit, <laughs> but I also like some of the, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, you know, I, I like sound bombing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, I like sound bombing and I also like, you know, the DMX album, you know, I'm, I'm just, this is kind of how I feel. But, um, yeah, like there was, um, they, they initially came into this project working with Prince Paul, right? It was a bit of a, situation with with prince paul this time so um as you've heard in the last review um the last album was actually the last album prince paul worked on so however you know when they when they went into this album kind of wanting to create with prince paul there were some creative differences um with the direction of the album prince paul de la soul eventually parted ways and still remained 
on good terms. So they were still good friends afterwards. They still shout out each other. They still give each other, you know, love and stuff. They still keep in contact. It's super cool, right? Um, <laughs> and this was the first album um, with Prince Paul's direction or without Prince Paul's direction and production, right? And at this point, De La was very comfortable producing on their own. So they had people like Common, Mostef, making an appearance, if not his first <laughs> appearance. And Jay Dilla would introduce the listeners for the first time. These auditory and lyrical soundscapes were set up for legendary compilations like what I say before, Sound Bombing Volume 1, <laughs> rocket shit, man. In the Rockets era, right? So, um, like, Death Jugs and like all that stuff, man. Um, but this also ushered in hip-hop community websites like De La Soul, Spit Kicker, and, um, you know, the Roots OK Player.com, which is honestly <laughs> synonymous with, like, alternative hip-hop from the mid-90s, right? Late 90s, early 2000s, right? That whole era of sound, right? But this one created those factions. I feel like this was a pivotal album in creating like, hey, we don't fuck with, we don't fuck with the commercialization of hip-hop. And then you got Nas's album, right? That's, that's like really, really glossy and shiny and has all this beautiful production, right? And it sounds like a more expensive ass album. It's, it sounds expensive. It does. I'm not saying that De La Soul's album sounds cheap. It just sounds grittier and more raw. And like the lyrics, man. Golly. This album to me was, I'm going to be honest with you. Sonically on the first the, I remember the first time I listened to this album, I, was, I just love it. I like, I love this album. Like it, it was instantly my favorite De La Soul album, like with the quickness, right? Everything else to me, I felt like it took gradually a little bit more listens to kind of grow much more appreciation for it, right? Three Feet High and Rising was amazing on the first listen too, but I'm a person who. <laughs> is just a complete sucker for like mid to late 90s. And when I mean mid to late, I'm talking about like 96. You know, <laughs> 96. I'm, I said it, 96. That shit is amazing to me. That Like that era, ooh. And then you got Common up here. You you know, it just, that shit, you got Dilla. It's like, y'all found Dilla, bro. Like that shit's crazy. And, and the production up here is just, it's it's stupid cuckoo crazy bananas. Like it's it's so good. Man, I've been I've been talking about this shit for like 10 minutes. <laughs> I ain't even I ain't even got into like this I'm only on the second song. But hey, that this is the type of album we got, man. So the next song we have is right here. Like this, in the hot, like that's 
Chicago's I speak divine of God theories, no need to be hot Always exhale the facts, cause I don't inhale a lot Play the greater man's game to bounce off my losses So I could earn the acres, the houses, the horses Of course it's much greater than your Benz or your Lex The engine to my comprehension is just too complex Much too complex, effects be live like DOS Making moves down south to avoid the chaos I never flaunt the coin cause dime getters be gazing They call me Luther Van, they say my style is so amazing I'm phasing those who supposed to have the last laughter Cause even when I'm gone I'm reappearing in the after I have to send respects to real money makers Do not connect us with those champagne sipping money fakers Chase the court mm, That song just Mwah, Magnifique <laughs> All the business The business is literally like old school spitting like Freestyle flow They're spelling out their names type of shit Like it's just raw Right And there was a rawness to this album you know, um, De La Soul was really like in dire straits. And it was like, if we don't get this shit right, <laughs> we are not going to be able. <laughs> like, we we are going to have to go back to our day jobs or we we going to still be out here being like legendary hip hop artists. And they ended up going the route of the legendary hip hop artists. Right. Man, it, it, like it's like they went hard on every song. Like even the little the even the little outro right here, right here. Like, bro, that's one of them shout out tracks, and you just like, nigga. <laughs> like, the sample is super crazy. Super crazy ass sample. And you like, yo, it's just beat breaks, and like, it's the it's it's really like to the to the essence for me, right? And and you're you're sitting here listening. You like this is a really raw ass album, and it's still the same creative Dayla, right? But it's it's Dayla going like, hey, we can't fuck this up. We got to keep this shit tight. And this album still has eighteen songs, right? It's eighteen songs. It's an hour eight minutes long, and still like you have a couple skits here and there, but. I really think they toned it down a lot, even, and I'll say this with Balloon Mind State, they definitely, they really condensed things and made it more focused, but this one was more focused even with a good amount of skits, right? This is probably what, ah, <laughs> oh, man, this is the second shortest album they may have, um, but yeah, like, you know Stop, man, <laughs> that reminds me of Shouts. From Dilla off a of rough draft, and you can tell that's where he got that shit from, man. Crazy, oh crazy! But like, I have to, I have to play this because I'm just like, yo, the sample up here. I will talk about the sample in a little bit, but this one right here. Once again, my friend, Long Island. What's up, shit? Out of the heavens, August 
at the age of 18. Accompanied by the screams, plug one. Shut up. Yeah, like the sample, of course, I'm talking about is Who's Making Love, Lou Donaldson. Also sampled by a Tribe Called Quest for Hot Sex. I think that is like just a man. That guitar lick is just, just, just perfect. Like, <laughs> that's like the, you know, that's, that's the actual song. But there's small pieces of it that you, it's like chopped perfectly. Oh, it's like, a, it's just a, it's like one small lick. Like that's really fucking meticulous. And I love it. It's a it's a funkiness to this album as well, but it's a focused funkiness and it's like a continuous like stance on like, hey, these niggas is whack out here rapping like this. We rapping that hard shit, y'all rapping that bullshit. And we refuse to sound commercialized. <laughs> That is what they did. Like, they took a stance. They was like, no, we, we're not going to sound like, you know, every Tom, Dick, and Harry around there. <laughs> they, 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 they love to use the Tom, Dick, and Harry. Um, But, yeah. Like, they kind of go more the neo-soul route to me. Um, Even with, you know, this is laid back. Oh, by the way, that's Dananet, right? And the song before that was, of course, once again, Long Island. Super dope, but yeah, this one. But yeah, I mean, and that one to me is the laid back, almost kind of a partyish track to me, right? Y'all chilling, y'all having fun type of song. But like this album flows probably the most consistent flowing album. Like it's not too different, you know. Um, I really think that what made what made Balloon Mind State amazing, right? Is that it was out there it was different it challenged your eardrums it also had really great narratives but what stakes is high has is consistency within the track listing and constantly has this this really great like this great sequencing for this album right it, it's it's not a lot of like new sounds being introduced that sound a bit different from the previous sound you heard it's more of like a continuous flow that gradually changes into something else and 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 the flow of this album to me was the easiest to kind of get towards <laughs> like if you're if you're if you're if you're a, a hip-hop head that has never heard this album or had never heard of de la soul which is impossible but 
if you had to have an album that was really easy to pick up and just listen to like super quick to me this is the album like that you would choose this is the album where you would be like oh shit yep mm -hmm, yep mm -hmm, yep super quick and that's not to say anything bad about any of the other albums but i feel like this one to me has the easiest flow and if you're a person who was like really like if your bread and butter was like mid 90s hip-hop this is gonna this is gonna be the one for you this is gonna be the one that completely takes off for you right um man <laughs> yeah it is it, it, it's, it's joints like that all over here like you, you got breaks where it just listen Yeah, that's more of a play on um, the classic song from Curtis Blow, The Breaks, right? And um, there's there's so many like plot twists you could do there. There's so many different like storylines you can add there. There's like, hey, you done fucked up type of situations that you can put people in, right? Like, and and honestly, like it it just flows beautifully like this album i'm already on track number seven and and it just keeps flowing beautifully like yeah like i i actually um when i had watched um jimmy fallon right the jimmy fallon um performance or that whole episode um the next song you will hear was actually being played as an Easter egg, like when they were introducing um, Melanie Linsky, right? Melanie Linsky, Australian actress. She has this new show coming out, right? Or this new season of a show coming out, right? And as she walks out, The Roots plays this. Yeah, like that that shit right there is just oh, it's just to me it, it's it's quintessential like peak De La in the nineties. 
right? And De La Soul is Dead has like amazing songs. Balloon Mind State has amazing songs on it too. And so it's like you can't really say one is better than the other. It's just different eras, right? 1991 didn't sound like 1993. 1993 didn't sound like 1996. This is they're they're at the they're at the top of their game. This is one of the best albums of that year. And that's saying a lot because 1996 was a very loaded year. It was a lot of great albums coming out then. You know, you just see here like man, like AT Aliens, which is one of my favorite albums, right? That came out the same year. This is one of my favorite albums. So I'm like, bro, like you, you know, it's just shit that like it's smooth, it works, and it also has really good content, you know. But then you have interludes <laughs> that 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 make you go like, wait a minute, are they making fun of? music on the radio right now and when you hear this you're like wait a minute oh there go that bullshit again you heard that shit no, I hear it. that's that bullshit from the other day they done took the buffalo girls beat and changed it all around they playing themselves <laughs> See, it's like when when that shit happens, you just like, wow. I guess um, <laughs> I I guys, I guess we're gonna have to just um come back because I think they just made fun of Diddy. <laughs> I think they just made fun of like you, you know. There's 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 songs up here that are very and 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 I think that's really the biggest theme on this album. It is really pushing that anthem. Honestly, pushing not an anthem, but pushing their agenda against the commercialization of hip hop and making it sound like something that it really it it's not right. But honestly, that's up that's up for interpretation for a lot of people to see. Like, hey, is this hip hop or not? Right. But in Daylight's eyes, they were like, that's not what it's supposed to sound like. That's R and B. <laughs> they were like, that's R and B. That's that, you know. Um, <laughs> rhyming bullshit as they said off of uh De La Soul is dead, you know. Um man. So I'm gonna take a quick break, right? Um this review is going much quicker <laughs> than I thought it was because I was like, yo, this album just flows so quickly, but the this joy just be fucking hitting. Fucking hitting. I'll be back with the fucking heat. And uh, intermission in about two, one, poof, nigga. Welcome to Spit Kicker Wireless, where we're always on your frequency. How may I help you? Yeah, um, I haven't been able to get any service for weeks. Really? Let me see your phone. Oh, shit. I see why. Your phone is old as fuck. Who even let you get a plan with a phone as old as this? This shit should have came with its own sky pager. It's raggedy as fuck. Okay, nigga, well, how much does a new phone cost since you want to talk shit about my, my phone right now, nigga? 
I can't tell you that shit. You gotta go to OK Player for that. As y'all know, that is probably one of the best um, Dave verses to me. Um, that's only the beginning, y'all probably heard, but it's so easy to me. Um, that video is dope too, but it's so easy to me. It's such a great message about materialism, um, about you know what money does to people, and and why love is no longer a real thing anymore like everything is is shrouded in these material things that really have no value outside of it being pretty and shiny and and you having love for your fellow person right next to you um yeah it just like <laughs> The way Dave fucking flows over this shit and the metaphors that he uses are just, it's so, it's so flawless and it seems effortless the way he just, he just does this shit out, right? He talks about having, you know, uh, land in the West Indies and stuff like it, it just, it has a, a way to it and, you know, it doesn't come off like crazy preachy or anything like that it's just like man why why you know why why is love not a thing anymore you know you know why why is love such a strange foreign concept to people now you know um but yeah it's so easy is probably one of my favorite songs off this album um <laughs> yeah yeah and Honestly, my favorite song is probably at the end. But um yeah, like it's 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 a song to me that um is a big highlight. Is a big highlight. And um I remember Moni Love was talking about um a certain portion in the song, certain line uh in the song. I believe it is about let's see, where is it? Um I believe it is this particular line. Um, why are you acting all spicy and shysty? The only Italians you knew was Icy's. Yes, she was flipping out over that line when she and 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 that is when she was in the music video, like rapping that with Dave. She was so into that shit that Dave was like, damn, you want to do it? <laughs> and that shit just stuck with her, which is it's just a cool little Easter egg that I had. Um, 
referencing this song but um yeah like the themes to me are just golden and and honestly it's something that just reiterates how amazing they lie and and dave was you know um just amazing group dave thank you thank you dave you know if you ever get a chance to like listen to a dope daylight verse that makes you go like damn and dave was part of it just say thank you dave you know it makes you think about like man this guy's contributions to hip-hop were absolutely phenomenal and it never seems to go in vain so let's talk about the first time a lot of y'all heard most deaf centralized and this goes out to all area flex Centralize the way out in the six Remember to keep the daylight in the mix Cause like all cabin syrup, my sound is ding ding And this goes out to all area flex From manicure doors to project press Remember to keep the most depth in the mix Straight for the hits, I'm as good as it gets now. Come on, y'all, get live, get down. What we have is a brand new sound. So don't none of y'all just be misled. The daylight gonna do the body good like we bread. Shaking laces out of shoes, most deaf bought the booze. Sitting Indian squats to make that red kind of. See, I'm out to get the coin like in them rainbow pots. Swinging life like a hammock, invested like stock. The assign is complex, I aim to clog it up. Slapping files of pain is a crew here to game. You remain on your mind. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> like, this is pre-Black Star, pre, you know, um, pre-Black on both sides, you know, pre, pre-Reflection Eternal, you know, pre-Raucous. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's just like, this was early, early, early most deaf, and, um... They gave my man a chance up here, and I think this changed his career. You know, Dante Bay at the time, right, now known as Yasin Bay, um, was an actor. He was a child actor. The guy was extremely talented. So it's like hip-hop moves through that dude as if he's like a conduit. You know, that like that shit is flawless. It's like hip-hop just flows through him. You know, he is hip-hop, <laughs> you know. That shit is effortless. Every time he's like, this nigga was made for this shit. <laughs> like, for it to be that long ago and it being that dope, crazy. Um, but, yeah, hard rhyming. Hard-ass rhyming on this song, man. <sighs> yeah, most Def did his damn thing on here. Um, and I have one more song before my favorite song. <laughs> On here. <laughs> Just stop taking me for a ride. Come on, come on, come on. All I want to do. Take my time. Take your time, baby. Take your time, baby. Come on. Just stop taking me for a ride. <laughs> All I wanna do is take my time. I'ma stand up for Art Express. Do 
mic test rehearsals. Eight years of man living, ain't no edits or commercial. Flick the god like mummy, but my own wanna dim it. Toss some facts and how they act stone. Spin on the limit. Ain't no need to dwell. The hell for faking your jacks. Ride niggas get to sit in to rear. So play the parks of roses. Suppose I have my whole life on you. Funny how those you love, love the evil they do. Aye, aye, aye. That's Pony Ride. Pony Ride to me is an underrated track. Pony Ride is on some it's on some heavy shit. You know, um Dave is talking about some like creative freedom type of shit, right? He's like, hey man. <laughs> He's also talking about how his own people, his own record company, the record industry itself has kind of stabbed him in the back and kind of uh just completely shitted on him, right? It's like he's been doing this for eight years. He stayed true to himself and people that he knows kind of like smiling in his face and they're backstabbing him. Now, pause, pause the news kind of talks about having to grow up and being a man who has a family who, you know, he's loving having a child and stuff. But um, his whole situation with his wife, it's not really going well. It's not. It's like now they live in separate houses, and he's still growing up. He's still trying to learn life, and all of this is happening, and he's still trying to navigate all this. Like, shit's fucking heavy, man. And Pony Ride to me is such a, such an underrated track. Um, and you know what Pony Ride leads into. From the east with them beats that be thorough Got the solar gravitation so I'm bound to pull it I gets down like brothers are found Ducking from bullets Gun control means using both hands in my land yeah. When it's all about the Alright, alright, so <laughs> That's the title track That's track number 17, we close to the end That is one of my favorite De La Soul songs of all time Produced by Jay Dilla One of the greatest, man um, Most of these tracks were Pretty much either Produced by uh, Daylight or Super Dave West um, off this album. Um, but Stakes is High was produced by Jay Dilla. Um, I think probably the best nigga to ever touch a beat machine. Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. It's just like that Ahmad Jamal sample is wonderful. And it is one of the best, like, it's one of the best moments to capture from that song like Swahili Land by Ahmad Jamal is a is a very very substantial song I think he got to the 10 minute mark Dilla got to the 10 minute mark he was like that's it <laughs> and and I honestly feel like 
this was the song that probably led to Prince Paul being like, you know what? Y'all got it. Y'all got it. Y'all don't need me. Y'all know y'all way around the studio. <laughs> y'all know what to do, you know. Um, man, it, it just is like, because I remember um, Prince Paul saying something about a snare being early and it sound. It was like, it sounds a little off, but it's funky. And I was like, there's only one nigga that makes a snare. <laughs> there's only one nigga back in 96 that had a snare like that. That was early, but was funky. Dilla. And so, yeah. Um, there's just so much. Um, great, like, great lines, great verses on this song. It's like. There's there's lines from Positive News that you could you could you could say over and over again. There's lines from Dave you could say over and over again. It's just it's such a iconic track. To me, it is the best song on the album. And I mean, I'm I'm just saying like, bro, Stakes is hot is it's the title track, but it's also like the best song on the album, but the album is so great. That that doesn't make the album, you know, it doesn't devalue it or make it less than, right? Stakes is high to me is just at one point it was it was one of my favorite songs. Period. Like just one of my favorite songs. Period. Right? Um I'm debating that. I'm debating that, but I I think this still is. And this to me is still the easiest album from Daylight to listen to. Even with their really deep, like, really deep lyrics, right? Shit that takes many times to come back to. Um, but, yeah, that has been um, the Stakes is High review. Um, you know, I hope you enjoyed it, right? Um, the next album should be the AOI Mosaic Thump or Artificial Intelligence Mosaic Thump. That is the first album in that series. And, um... Yeah, we almost finished with all six, but this is number four. I hope you enjoyed it. Like I said before, um, support black business. And as always, thank you. And now, folks, it's time to say good night. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. Buenas noches.